Welcome to Kinda Interesting Thoughts on Youth Ministry, the second episode of my podcast. Originally, I had been planning to drop an episode every couple weeks, and the coronavirus threw all those plans out the window because it felt like the podcast episodes I was planning were suddenly not relevant. But I also didn't feel like I had a whole lot to share quite yet. And, and to be honest, this is my third time recording a coronavirus episode. This is the one that will actually see the light of day, though. I didn't feel confident yet in what we were doing as a student ministry. I do think we've landed on a good plan that's helping uh, students to feel connected. And so I wanted to share uh, for a few minutes what it is we're doing in our youth group uh, during the time of quarantine. Uh, just to give you a little bit of a idea where we are in the quarantine, it's about five weeks, a month or so into it. Today, literally just moments ago, we got the official word that schools for our state, Delaware, are canceled through the end of the year, which is kind of a mixed, a mixed thing for kids to hear. That uh, on the one hand, it's like, woohoo! But on the other hand, there's a lot of grieving to that. I, I'm a parent of a 12th grade student, and I've seen my son's senior year just essentially be taken away. Uh, he's lost his final months at school. He's lost uh, graduation. He's lost uh, so many different things. And even excitement about college plans has uh, been changed to kind of this weird orientations on Zoom and virtual first days. All that to say, here's where we're landing as a student ministry. We we experimented a lot with a lot of different ways. I think if I'm honest, I was a little intimidated with what some of the larger youth groups out there are doing. We don't have production teams to throw on a, a full-blown youth night live TV show. Uh, we don't necessarily have some of the resources of the larger churches, but they're the ones that get a lot of the attention in student ministry podcasting and student ministry news. And and I think realistically for smaller churches and, and mid-sized churches, some of the things can be both intimidating and unrealistic for our group size. Ultimately, the core need of students is not the programs and the things that all of the, the tools that we use, right? The, the core need for students is to be connected to God and to be able to build uh, loving relationships. The students are, are wired for community with each other, but they also are wired with this hunger for adults to give them love and support and encouragement. And that can happen regardless of, of ministry size, but it does maybe shape how you use uh, what tools are out there to accomplish those ends. And so for us, you know, originally we played around with YouTube uh, live shows. Uh, our group uh, doesn't really dial into that as much. We played around with some different things. And here's what we uh, ended up landing on. On Wednesday nights, we do our small groups on Zoom. Uh, I got a paid membership, so that way we don't have the time limit. And we can create breakout rooms so all of the kids log on. And uh, we have an initial 5 to 15 minutes of just pandemonium of too many people logged on to have any kind of coherent conversation. But it's fun, and kids are uh, messaging each other, they're using the chat, and I think it's important for all of us to see each other's faces, that we have this moment of, 
of uh, seeing, wow, okay, everybody's turning out. And then I start shifting them all into the breakout rooms by their different small groups because we have a handful of different small groups based on gender and age. During the school year, our small groups are scheduled from 6.30 to 8 o'clock p.m. Uh, we've been very intentional during this season to not hold to those time limits that, that we start at 6.30, but we don't give an end time because for some of the groups, an appropriate amount of time is about 30 to 40 minutes. Uh, they've wrapped up. They've all said what they've needed to say. They've felt the connection. Uh, they've been able to interact with each other and trying to force it to go longer than that becomes awkward or uncomfortable for those kids and the leaders. And so some of our groups wrap up fairly quickly. And then others of our groups go the whole hour and a half, sometimes even as long as two hours. Why? Because uh, those groups, which tend to be some of the older ones, uh, are just a lot more hungry for interaction with each other. And so it, it makes sense for those groups to go a little longer. So we've gotten rid of the end time and just emphasize more. We start at 630 and we finish when we finish. Uh, I've, I've coached my leaders to not expect to do what they would normally be able to do when they're in person, right? Because now everybody in the group is staring at a screen as distracted as a 13-year-old dude can get sitting in a room with eight other 13-year-old dudes. It's so much more distracting when he's looking at a screen at eight other different rooms. It's just eight times more distraction. And so what I've challenged leaders to do is, hey, don't expect to get through the same amount of content you would normally. Uh, don't, don't expect to for a couple different reasons. One, the, the, the venue is so different. The format is different. We're, we're used to it now, but it's still different. Uh, there's limitations to what we're doing. And honestly, the, the emotional pressures that people are feeling right now are very different. And so it might not necessarily be what the kids or even the leaders need to be able to pound through as much Bible study material as we normally might on Wednesday night. Now, we still want to do Bible study material, but I've really encouraged them to focus on resources like the Viva the, uh, studies that you can find at theyouthcartel.com. They're simple, short, four-week studies. They're only six bucks uh, per curriculum. And uh, they're discussion-based, so it's a lot of great discussion questions with minimal prompts for the leader. A very interactive, which is great for the Zoom interface. I've also encouraged them to use some of the old talk sheets that you specialists put out back in the day. We, we have some, and so I've been uh, scanning them in and emailing them to the leaders, especially with the younger groups, because honestly, those talk sheets are like, five or six key questions and a couple scripture passages, which in person is maybe a 10 to 15 minute Bible study. But over Zoom, that still ends up being a 20, 30 minute uh, lesson because of the lag, because of the interaction, because of the challenges to the format. And uh, my leaders, especially the middle school leaders that have been using those kinds of resources, have found a lot more success with their group uh, when they shifted to that approach. So uh, the biggest thing that I've emphasized with the youth leaders is our small group time has got to be focused on the relationships. And so they don't need to hold themselves to a huge expectation for content. Do something, right? 
but it's still a win as long as people are showing up and interacting with each other. That, that even for the kid that dials in and he has his camera pointed at the ceiling, uh, don't be phased by that. Just appreciate that they're connecting. Uh, some of our leaders have struggled with, you know, it feels weird to not see people's faces. But think about it. You know, we tend to look at 14, 15, 16-year-olds and, and say, ah, oh, but they're so... They're so social media savvy. They, they do so much on Instagram and Snapchat and all of these different resources, but it's heavily, heavily filtered and controlled. Uh, they're, they're, they don't just post a photo, right? It's been edited. They've spent 20 to 30 minutes to get just the right pose, and then they filter it, and they edit it, and they tweak it, and adjust the lighting, and adjust the colors so that what they put on social media is as good as they can possibly get it. And Zoom is not flattering. And so uh, four kids have been conditioned to look so perfect. For some of them, it really is a struggle. And just be glad that they're connecting whether or not they have the camera pointed at themselves. Because what counts is the relationship, right? Not that they're doing it exactly the way you do it. So that's our, our Wednesday nights. Uh, honestly, it really is just about getting them into the groups for our group size. We haven't even really bothered trying to do games on zoom or anything like that on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we do something we're calling Insta Devos. And I have recruited students. I reach out to uh, students and I say, Hey, uh, would you submit a devotional video for our Instagram that we can post on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays? And I tell them it can be 30 seconds. It can be up to five minutes, whatever they want to do. Their favorite verse, something God has been teaching them, a devotional that they read and liked, something they heard they want to recap. They have a complete freedom to go in any direction. If they don't have ideas, I suggest scripture passages that they can uh, talk about. And then they just film themselves. So far, we've had some as short as two and a half minutes, some as long as five minutes. Huge response. Uh, everyone loves seeing it. So many likes, so many comments, a thousand times more interaction than if I was doing a devotional thought. And so maybe, maybe you're thinking, well, as a youth pastor, I could get so much more depth or consistency or series or this or that. I've had so much more training, but what good is it if the response is going to be so much less and uh, kids love seeing their friends, the adults in our church, love seeing these insta devos uh, that young people are putting together and and we've really we've kept it simple if you want to check it out uh, you can look at our account it's on instagram.com slash brandywine students on tuesdays we do an instagram live show uh, myself my assistant my intern uh, the three of us just kind of clown around uh, at 11 30 a.m on a Tuesday morning on Instagram live. And then the video stays uh, posted uh, for the next 24 hours or whatever it is. And uh, we each have little bits. My intern, Elijah does uh, Elijah's truth bombs where he says something controversial and defends why he thinks that way. And, and uh, we let kids screen do duo in on Instagram to debate him or affirm him. Uh, Melissa does Melissa's sassy stories uh, where she tells some story where she was sassy to somebody. And it's usually hilarious because usually she is super easygoing and fun to be around. So any story where she's popping off on someone is hilarious. 
Uh, I usually lead a game. We do screen games that we've gotten from Download Youth Ministry. We use Sidekick or PowerPoint. And uh, I just stand next to the TV and we do a game and kids respond in the chat and compete and we send them prizes. And the prizes that we've been doing uh, have been stickers. We've been using StickerMule.com and making all sorts of goofy stickers. Uh, we have stickers of ourselves. We have stickers with our logo, sticker, just different goofy stickers. The kids love them. They put them on stuff. They send us pictures of the things they put them on. And uh, we mail stickers and candy to the winners. And then, of course, we, uh, the three of us have been taking turns doing a short devotional at the beginning of the Instagram Live. So one of our Instagram Lives typically goes 30 to 45 minutes. And it's just kind of fun, and it's interacting, and we have kids on it. And uh, I like it because I feel like I'm uh, connecting in a way that I'm more used to, even if it is virtually. And then on Thursdays, we do all sorts of just just try to find throwbacks or different things to post on Instagram. Essentially, we're trying to have something going on every day of the week, Monday through Friday, primarily through Instagram, and then also through our Wednesday night Zoom small groups. And then we encourage everyone to uh, watch the church service on Sunday morning. I have been communicating with parents way more than normal. Essentially, every Wednesday morning, I send out an email to all the parents reminding them of our weekly schedule. You go, well, why Wednesday morning if it's the weekly schedule? Don't they miss Monday and Tuesday? It's because I want that Zoom link and the instructions for Zoom for our Wednesday night small groups to be fresh in their minds. That's our most important thing. And so I send out that communication Wednesday morning, uh, reminding them what's going on, reminding them what's coming up. I'd love to hear what your ministries are doing. This has been kind of a whirlwind tour of, of what we're doing and what we've found the most traction with. For our particular group, Instagram is huge. For others, I know YouTube is huge and that works for them. Let me know what you think. This has been such a strange season and yet an exciting opportunity to see how God can continue to use the church and student ministry even in the midst of challenging times. Oh, 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 o